0: Welcome to the Quest Express, your passport to immersive travel experiences and cozy conversations. For curious explorers who understand the art of slow travel, we're your go to podcast. Every few weeks, we touch the heartbeat of a new city where we chat with artists, innovators, historians, and entrepreneurs who make each city come alive. The Quest Express is not just a podcast. It's your ultimate slow travel companion. It's an invitation to begin your
1: own quest.
0: Today, we conclude our conversation with Jeffrey Dusan, 7th generation New Orleanian. If you're interested in buying or selling in the New Orleans area, Jeffrey gives his clients an edge when it comes to pricing your property right, buying at the right price, and marketing through the proper channels. And with an in-depth knowledge of the warehouse district, uptown, and Old Metairie, Enjoy his final episode.
1: The United States continues to outshine the rest of the world. And I'm not saying it's because we're so star-spangled awesome. We are just the prettiest girl at the ugly girl dance. When it comes to inflation, we're complaining about it, but we have the lowest untenable inflation of the rest of the world, (laughs) you know, in the entire world. A lot of countries would beg to only be at 3.4% so i am always skeptical of people that are just dogging the u.s constantly i'm incredibly excited about the future i believe that we are at a self-correcting moment right now or maybe the beginnings of a self-correcting moment Mm -hmm. it's impossible for either our current president or the republican nominee to run for another election after this one which means a new generation is firmly on us The largest transfer in wealth in human history is happening right now, from from baby boomers to millennials. I'm a geriatric millennial. I didn't grow up with a cell phone. I didn't. I didn't have internet. Mm -hmm. uh, But I'm 40, and so I'm right at the right at the beginning of that. Yeah. And I think that there's so many great things that have happened. Women are doing better than they've ever done in human history. From from a quality and opportunity standpoint, boys are finally getting some attention now. Not not that they're suffering, but I think that as we've shifted our focus, we're starting to see some scary trends of, of boys not going to college, disengage from society. And we've, our girls are getting more and more interesting and our boys are kind of just not keeping up. Hmm. Uh, and that's something I think we've...
0: Yeah. That sounds like another conversation.
1: But it's getting play now. Before, they would just somebody would just throw this toxic masculinity yeah. label out at you, and you'd have to just shut up. And I don't think that's happening anymore. That's good. I think that that is now a conversation that's, that's being discussed. I think it's interesting that it's hard to know who's on which side when, when a typically ultra-liberal college campus is no longer allowing free speech to occur. Like There's all these weird things that roles are being reversed, People don't know which part of cancel culture they're for or against. We're so confused in a way when it's hard to spot who's conservative, who's a, who's a liberal, whatever, whatever does each group stand for. I really believe that's that's the sign of a of a correction coming. And hopefully one much more towards the middle where a lot of us just want to rest our heads. Yeah. And not be in the middle of these crazy things going back and forth. Right. I mean we've gotta have Diversity, equity, inclusion is an incredibly important initiative that we've got to continue with. But I think we saw when put under scrutiny, testifying before Congress, it's really difficult. And maybe, maybe it's got to keep evolving. And, and we've got to give that space. We can't just say it failed and disband that. I don't know. I'm tired of all these labels. I'm tired of all these things that hearing people that are offended. And let's just try. Let's just... Stop labeling it all and start moving forward.
0: Yeah, I think it's growing, and I think a lot of people share your sentiment. But I'm curious about the general sentiment in New Orleans. Does New Orleans tip one way or the other politically?
1: I mean, if you look at New Orleans in a typical election cycle, it is the blue splotch in a sea of red. Louisiana is votes for the Republican president every single time by a good margin. They barely even need a visit here or advertise here it's pretty reliable now we did we are seeing a democratic governor but in a previous time he would be he would be a republican i mean he's a he's the last pro-life democrat that i know of off the top of my head you know there's an rfk that's gonna be an interesting person in the mix here and i don't know how all that plays out and frankly i I don't really have the time or the inclination to study it. I, I more would just love to have people that are reasonable and people that are thoughtful and I don't think we should vilify education or we and I don't think we should vilify people that work with their hands for a living. I, I think that we need both and until, and we've got to just accept it. Right. It takes, it takes <laughs> all kinds to make this, to make this work.
0: It takes a village, right? What do people know about if, if anyone's thinking about either a second home or taking a job in New Orleans or moving there, what do they need to know about up and coming neighborhoods, attractive neighborhoods, exclusive neighborhoods?
1: Well, you have a national audience, right? So let's let's just speak a little bigger picture and then we'll zoom in.
0: International, yeah. International.
1: Get out of renting. If you listen to who's saying that you should be renting, that it no longer makes sense to buy a home, they're either using data that is for a particular time period due to some particular economic factors, okay, or they are massive owners of apartments and want to per, to continue a narrative. One of the there's this guy that's on all over social media who says you're stupid for buying a house, and you know what he owns thousands of apartments, and he makes these pronouncements from his private plane and it really drives me nuts.
0: Could, he, could his initials be, I don't know.
1: I don't want to get into any legal issues with anyone that has initials like that because he does have a lot of resources, but yeah. So that is, and, and everything's not all bad. He says, I would just tell you there's nothing like the financial discipline and the riches that have come the people who have put stake their claim and gotten in the housing market and if you're saying jeffrey i cannot afford it the this you know that's nice that you lived in a time where interest rates were reasonable or before inflation or whatever at the massive age of 40 that i am and i would tell you change your thinking go find a neighborhood wherever you are that has a double and live with someone else. If you rent out the other side and you rent out the other bedrooms on your side to friends, you're basically going to live for free.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Or, or a large majority of your mortgage, insurance, taxes, and upkeep is going to be paid for. Like 90% is the typical. And, and that's how these numbers should work. And you can read tons of books on it. This isn't an original thought. But staying out of the game and just renting big mistake. You know what home buying is? It's forced savings. It's forced savings. And then when inflation does occur, which in a healthy year, it's 2%, right? Yeah. Real estate, real estate appreciates in this country, almost religiously 4% every, every annum. Okay. 4% annually. So you start running these numbers and you look up in 10 years has gone by, you all of a sudden have an asset that is appreciated greatly. You've paid less to live if you're in a duplex, or if you're in a single family home, you've been putting money that is towards equity that you can go sell. You've bet on yourself. And yes, you're paying interest, and I and I'm, and banks do their job, and I'm not for usury rates or anything like that, but but everybody plays a role in this thing. And so get in the game. Call me, I'm glad to help you just just stopping on the sidelines because if you bought before 2020 yeah you're looking at even with the price pullbacks across the country of depending on the market but some markets you know 5 to 10% down most markets are seeing 0 to 5 okay the hot markets in Florida Texas you know Tennessee North Carolina still above, but you're seeing five percent down from a twenty percent gain. If you bought in 2019, that is huge. That's game changer stuff. Yeah, you could sell that house, take the money, even at a five, you know, even five percent off of that, and you're only have fifteen percent, and go live in an apartment. And if, God forbid if you had to for some reason because you. Lost your job or whatever, it just brings. I think it just brings with it a whole lot for your personal balance sheet. And then suddenly you're able to go get a HELOC, and now if you have a month where you can't pay your credit card bill, you can use your HELOC, which is a much lower rate to pay that off into twenty something percent interest on your credit card. It's just it's it's a security net. It's what made this country kind of great. It was all these people that own a home and care, yeah, um, and have this connectivity. So get that connectivity, invest in your community, and it's okay to fly out of town all the time.
0: Right. Yeah. But just, yeah, not the transients, but the, I agree with you. I think we need more of that, more anchors, more community, more congregating. Um, so talk to me about commercial real estate. There's three of you, right? Or more?
1: Yes. There's three licensed agents. Yes, We have, we have some great people that make us look really smart behind the scenes.
0: Oh, great. That's always helpful. So what about if someone wanted residential? Well, call me.
1: I'm glad to help. Call me, text me. Glad to help. Um, D-O-U-S-S. Oh, Team. Very simple. U-S-S-A-N.team. So those two gentlemen are both named Philip. One has two L's and one has one L. I noticed that. It's just so funny how that Randomly happen. These are guys that I've been close to for a long, long time. One of them's married my baby sister. Wow! uh, And they're both fabulous. They're both fabulous. So it's even a and and the other one is basically a the brother I never had. You know, we're all very close, and that's so cool. No matter who you work with, you're going to be well taken care of.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that at all. So, is there anything else? Oh, my last question was. Is there any particular international uh, clients that you're seeing more of, like more of a certain country buying real estate or no?
1: You know, for a while, we saw a lot of Chinese buyers looking for a place to get money out of China and kind of dig a hole in the United States and mm-hmm. protect that and protect that asset. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like that the Chinese have pretty much gotten control of outflows of capital and that's not a thing anymore and their economy's also gotten a little tighter. okay, a lot tighter. yeah um, so I'm not seeing as much of that anymore, but look, most of that investment is being concentrated in New York, Miami, Austin, I see. L.A., big, that... bigger cities.
0: And if this is j- too political, you can say plead the fifth. But is that something that concerns you?
1: You know what concerns me? What concerns me is the number of single-family homes big corporations are buying. Yeah. I think that is a big issue. I am concerned that the Chinese government can buy property near our sensitive military bases. Right. But the other side of that is our private property rights are so strong in the U.S. <laughs> that it makes it really hard for us to go ahead. And I don't know that I want the government able to just say, no, we think you're related to the Chinese government you're not allowed to be there. There's another side of that coin, and it's what makes us so investable. I see. So I'm much more concerned. I think the the military will figure that out. Okay. They spend billions of dollars on technology and things. I'll, they'll figure that out. I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about regular people being locked out of, of single-family housing. Right. And I would think that we need to focus as a country and Fannie and Freddie have the ability to really, Congress has the ability to make policy that basically states that we're going to make it as competitive as these big companies that can go up to the bond market. So if BlackRock is going out and issuing bonds at significantly lower rates and you can get a mortgage, well, yeah, they, we just, we're hurting ourselves. So we need to make sure that we're keeping the mortgage market competitive enough. And the way you do that is you aggressively buy the mortgages that are issued. So during 2020, one of the things that drove prices of mortgages down so low was that the government actually said, we're going to buy as many mortgages as we can. And someone, a mortgage originator, a mortgage broker writes a loan, or it looks like it's from a, your local bank or something like that. Really, the federal government was buying the mortgage on the backside mm-hmm. after it was issued. So keeping pressure on the the downward pressure on the market and making sure that a Blackstone does not have an advantage that's unfair over someone on Main Street, I think that is an easy thing that they can do that they already know how to do. This is not a crazy idea. We just need a little political will to to keep everybody honest.
0: I concur. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to say or or leave us with about New Orleans.
1: I appreciate the great discourse, and yeah, of course. I beg people keep having these conversations, keep talking, and the lack of empathy that I see, and the lack of grace that I think we're giving our our, our family members and friends and people that we work with, mm. even when it's hard. I think that's what makes the next decade successful. Is if those if those numbers go up?
0: Yeah, the empathy and grace.
1: Mm-hmm those are those are our two biggest economic lovers
0: i love it that's a great quote great
1: a theme for 2024
0: yeah i love it well thank you so much i appreciate your time it was great
1: thank you carrie call jeffrey you got it next week
0: we're going to be chatting with frank perez otherwise known as french quarter frank he's a writer teacher tour guide and public speaker who also serves as the executive director of the LGBT Archives Project of Louisiana. See you Tuesday.